1: Well, welcome back. It's Wednesday, May 24, um, and today we are reading, uh, continuing to read Matthew um, 21, and um, Aaron is going to, he's going to do a little teaching. He did some background. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> right. edit, Here we go. But He told me he found some great things that will give us context to today's story. So, But first, we're going to get to know a little bit more about Aaron and 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 feel free to include Andres. So, what do you do to kind of use the gifts God's giving you to impact the community, whether it's the Victory Point community or the community at large, your workplace? Yeah,
0: I mean, I would probably start with you know, number one, um, I help on the prayer team, so you may have seen me back in the 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 prayer spot uh during services um Andrew and I serve there um also started serving in kids and I realized oh, yeah. that's a little crazy because I have <laughs> 4 of my own yeah. um but I am very passionate about the next generation yeah. and discipling them and I know although I'm exhausted and Sunday yeah. comes and I'd love to hand my children to other folks right. um I just know that it's our it's our duty like mm-hmm. it, it to be obedient to God and discipling the next generation. So I'm hanging out with your kiddos okay. uh as well out there um and really do love it and uh I think it was a couple of weeks ago we built uh we built the temple. We built a big fort oh, with wow. the uh fours and five-year-olds. Okay. Uh got to climb through there and bring our treasures into uh the sanctuary mm-hmm. uh et cetera. Um so that's super fun. And then I think just from um you know living out as a as a believer in in my, uh, business context. And okay. so I actually work in an industry that's, that is very light on Christians. Oh, sure. Um, so climate, climate change, climate science, um, you know, I, I find myself most of the time, the only Christian in the room, uh, and, in, I'm likely the only Christian at my company. And okay. so, uh, I work with mainly European, um, uh, folks right now, and so I've actually had some really amazing conversations with some coworkers oh, awesome. just in the last few weeks um, yeah. where it's like foreign language. They just don't understand, like, wait, so you and your wife seem to have the same beliefs, like, yeah. religiously. That's, that's cool. And yeah. I'm like, no, yeah, totally. It's actually, that's the foundation of our marriage. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I wonder if, I wonder, like, I had one coworker that said, I, I, don't, I don't see how that could ever happen for me and my partner. Really and it was such like a, a a unique idea, and so we just got to talk about like what does that mean and and why and and you know basically get to share the gospel oh. uh, and so I think if we 're all looking for ways to do that within our work um i mean that 's where we 're spending eighty percent of our time anyway, so right. like uh, it's a good opportunity for me. I found myself in a cool mission field, uh, yeah. honestly. And I think the the business world or teaching, I mean, yeah. massive, right, for you. Right. There's just an opportunity to love on people and, and show them something different than just tell them something different. Yeah. Uh, and the reason she asked was because... I'd been married for 15 years and no one else in my company, although they may even be my same age, they're just living yeah. with their partner and that's normal culturally in Europe. And yeah. uh, and so they were just like, how in the world have you been married 15 <laughs> years? And so I'm like, well, here's the story. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we just live a little bit differently. And then yeah. people ask and you get to share about Jesus. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's kind of, it reminds me of what you're talking about earlier about living like Jesus, that, that humility, yeah. um, that just, but you let your actions, Speak for yourself, and so those conversations opened up. Yeah, um, you didn't have to go with the mindset of okay, I have fifteen minutes with this person. <laughs> I'm going to give them the gospel. I'm going to yep. preach. And I'm going to pound it over the head. Yeah, you just lived your life, and then were responsive to the spirits. Yeah, you know, opening, and so yeah. I that's so cool. Yeah,
0: and even even the context of the the like sustainability and climate uh, that I work in. The reason I got here was because I worked in safe drinking water, disaster relief, and anti-human trafficking for a number of years. And I realized that a lot of the root cause of those issues were climate change or climate disasters, things like that, like movement of people um, and and all that. And so I just thought as a believer, I'm I'm told to almost, well, yeah, I'm told to care for the least of these. Yeah. Well, this is a way for me to care for the most least of these, is well, to move up that chain, right, and start really going after these large things. So I get to talk okay. about that. When they ask me, like, well, why do you care about climate change? Mm-hmm. Well, I care because people are dying. And mm-hmm. I'm told to, in, in my faith, to care for the least of these. And this is a way I can do that. And
1: so, okay. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And um, hopefully that those of you listening have been inspired to kind of um, seek those opportunities that, that Aaron is talking about with your coworkers. So. Well, we're going to return to Matthew now, and uh, we're going to read Matthew twenty-one, eighteen through 22, and then jump ahead a little bit to Matthew 24. Um, so I will read that for us, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. So um, Matthew eight, uh, 21, verse 18. Early in the morning, uh, as he was on his way back to the city, he was hungry, uh, he being Jesus. Um, seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, you may never bear fruit again. Immediately the tree withered. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did the fig tree uh, wither so quickly? They asked. Jesus replied, i tell you the truth. If you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. And then flipping over to Matthew twenty-four thirty-two. Uh, Now, learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that the summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near right at the door. I tell you the truth. This generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. All right. So, teach us about fig trees. Oh, my goodness. Well, um,
0: I think there's two things that that kind of stick out. Uh, the the first thing is about the disciples understanding kind of um, the power of prayer and the power like Jesus is kind of giving an example. Like they're like, wait, how would you do that? That's crazy. Their minds are blown. Um, so we'll come back to that, okay. but. First, when I, when I briefly studied kind of uh, fig trees, because I don't know. I don't know a ton about fig trees. Nope, I don't know about you, you Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> But when I studied it, um, I found a commentary about it. And it, so what it said is typically the fig fruit is formed first, then the leaves mm. uh, come on the tree. So if you see a fig tree with full leaves, as Jesus did in this story, you would expect to see fruit as well. Okay. And this time he was saying Israel had professed righteousness and had maintained kind of all external forms of godliness, basically the leaves. Yeah, They'd done that. They dressed it up. They knew how to make it look pretty, but rejected the son of God, therefore lacking the true fruit Mm. of righteousness. So he was looking at the tree and thinking, this is exactly like Israel or this is going to be kind of a, a... um, a word to the nation of Israel. You've done all the righteous things that you think you should. You've, I mean, we've seen this in a couple of these other uh, scriptures that we've read this week as well. Um, but you actually don't have the true fruit of recognizing the son yeah. of God and the Messiah. And so, um, I mean, that's a, a pretty harsh thing for the, the nation of Israel to hear, yeah. but he is calling that out. And I think in the second scripture that you read, like, you know, he's saying like, you know, this generation's gonna going to go like th- this, this has to happen. Essentially, we can't have trees with just leaves. There yeah. has to be fruit. Yeah. And so, um, you know, curse this tree. Well, curse yeah. Israel, Israel for not having wow. the true fruit. Um, and that was, a, I, I thought that really explained it well for me. Like, yeah. and I would have never known that, you know the fruit, uh, the tree actually a fig tree bears the fruit first, yes. then the leaves. So by seeing it leaves full, no fruit, it was it was quite a good example of okay. kind of where they stood. And now I would say that that's a that's a, a difficult example of of we need to look at our own lives, mm. we need to look at our own Western maybe church right now, and go: Do we have a bunch of really beautiful leaves, mm. or do we actually have the fruit yeah. as well? And I think it's a good barometer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you kind of got to look at that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's anything you that, – that says that to you or anything you take out of that as yeah. well.
1: Well, that's awesome to hear that because I've often – when I've heard this passage, it's like, okay, Jesus is being kind of unfair to this poor tree. <laughs> you know, he's hungry. He expects, you know, to go get fruit, but it's just the leaves. And, yeah. you know, knowing that, you know – Leaves usually come before the fruit, mm-hmm. and that's not the case here. It, it gives it more context. Yeah. And, and especially now seeing that, that connection to Israel. Um, yeah, yeah. And that also, again, kind of goes into what we're what we're saying about what is he doing this week in mm-hmm. particular to start to call out uh, what he's seen. And so, yeah, he's basically saying, look, you aren't living up to what you need to, to yeah. live up to, and you're not producing the important stuff. Yeah. Um and you might think we can see that in our society today. There's, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have churches that have beautiful buildings and, you know, lots of people in the seats. And, um, you know, we have good programs and mm-hmm. all stuff. But how many um, people are coming to Jesus, coming yeah. to know him as a result yeah. of that? Um, a couple of years ago, I heard a study, I think the CRC did, that mm-hmm. the the cost per um, baptism in any given year is like, six million dollars for yeah, baptism. Yeah. I mean that's probably an exaggerated, but when you look at all the church budgets, yeah. all this stuff yeah. and can say, okay, all this money for, you know, ten people in West mm-hmm. Michigan to be baptized, mm-hmm. it'd be to become believers. Um, that's a lot a lot of leaves, a lot that's of pretty leaves. Lot of leaves. Yeah. Not a lot of fruit. So Yeah.
0: Well and I, yeah. I like that while he's saying that, while he's doing that, he's actually demonstrating what true fruit looks like.
1: Yeah. He's
0: praying with power and with authority. And yeah. the disciples are like, whoa, that's amazing. Like, how do we get – how do we pray in the spirit and see something in the natural, yeah. like a tree wither? And Jesus is like, no, no, you, you can do that too, guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we've been hanging out for a few years here. Like, I think I've proven, like, you guys have the authority to do that yeah. as well. And so uh, I think that was – a. I think that was – a big thing that he doesn't just call out injustice. He doesn't just call out the, the leaves and the, the ornamental religious rituals. Yeah. He also then demonstrates, here's how to do it. Yeah. Like here, here's, here's, a, here's how you should be um, growing in fruit, right? Growing in faith. Pray massive God-sized prayers like yeah. mountains move yeah. and trees wither. <laughs> like Those are kind of crazy, but they're good examples of like, this is what happens when you partner with God and you partner with building the kingdom is you can pray big prayers. Yeah. And, and the outcome of that faith is the fruit that he's looking for. It's not the leaves of the fig tree, it's the yeah. fruit. And so I love that he's like, yo, disciples, get on it, yeah. dude. Like we, yeah. we've we been here, like you guys should be praying this way. And literally within, you know, four or five days, they're not going to have him. Right. And he's like, you guys get it. Like you can pray for mountains to move yeah. if you have this type of faith. So I'm super challenged by that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's something that too, that picked out just that, you know, he is transferring his power, if you yeah. will, um, yeah. to the disciples saying, look, um yeah, in a couple of days I'm gone. But you need to this you can do it. You yeah. have you know, whatever you ask for in my name mm-hmm. will happen. Now that's not a blank check to, you know, pray for whatever you want. Yeah, yeah but, yeah. but it's within, you know, within the will of God. And yeah. if you ask for it, um we're gonna talk, I think it's in tomorrow's passage, uh maybe it's Friday's about authority. Whose yeah. authority does Jesus speak with? And this is a I think a clear um, time where he's saying to his disciples, you have that authority through yeah. me. You can tell a mountain to get up and move yeah, you know, and jump in the lake. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think also um, one thing that I took away from the second passage where Jesus says, you know, heaven and earth will pass away, but Jesus' words will never mm. pass away. Um, that just gives us faith and confidence that what he tells us. Yeah. Is true and will last. Um, yeah. There's so many things we hear in this world from people that they come and go, mm-hmm. right? And but what we hear, what we experience, what we get from Jesus, we know will last. Um, and and that gives us maybe the the confidence we need then to be able to live out that yeah. and to, to yeah. use that authority He's given us. So well, and uh,
0: that's almost a great spot to stop. So my, I guess the one thing I wrote down as like the big takeaway. Yeah. Forget about looking shiny. Mm. Get the fruit. Yeah. Believe bigger.
1: Live bigger. Pray bigger. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. There that's you go. That's good. I like the the pray bigger part. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, th- that's that's awesome. That's your challenge, then, listeners. To um, don't worry about being shiny. But yeah. Pray big, God-sized prayers. Love it. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Well,
0: thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at We would love to hear from you.